Skull Vikings. Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. We have a, a shortened crew today. We have Eric. That's me. We have John. Hey. And we have Zach. Hey, yo. And if we sound a little bit depressed and a little bit angry right now, because the Mets are currently losing 6 nothing to the Cubs. But we will talk more about the Mets on Friday. We are not in the mood to talk about the Mets tonight. We are too saddened. Yeah, listen, that's killing my buzz from this amazing weekend of football that we just had. So, well, well, I think that's my picks were not. Well, <laughs> n- no, no. Well, before before we get to the picks, um, amazing weekend of football and a game including Joe Flacco. Okay, okay. Well, we'll get to that <laughs> game. We'll we'll get to that we'll, game. We'll go all of them. Yeah, we'll get to that game when we get there. But the fact that he had to throw the ball sixty times is saying something. Oh my god. So, yeah, I mean not pretty. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was not a, a great weekend uh for the Jets. Uh Zach, Giants got the win, which was good. Um it was shocking to say the least. It was. I was I was skeptical on that play at the end of the game. I guess we'll talk about it later. Yes. So before we, yeah, before we get into our picks from week two. And we have everybody's picks, despite three of the three of the crew being here. Let's start with the recap of last weekend's slate, shall we? Yeah. Let's start. Let's start with the Falcons blowing another late lead. Atlanta falls 27-26 to New Orleans. It's almost like they're destined to lose like that every time they have a significant lead. <laughs> this this is yeah. not the first time this has happened. <laughs> I think they had a ninety-nine percent win chance at like eight minutes or nine minutes in the game. Yeah, they were up sixteen with eight minutes to go. Yeah, listen, how how long do we think until Arthur Blank brings up that they should uh shorten NFL games to only three quarters the next owners meeting? (laughs) Hey, I know you guys want that. I know you guys want that no no kicking no punting thing, um. But let's let's shorten the game, shall we? Um, Falcons would be content, Super Bowl contenders every year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, your boy Taysom Hill, eighty-one yards, one touchdown on the ground, leading rusher for New Orleans. Sorry that to one. jump in, quick, yeah. but Tomas Nito hit a solo home run, and I'm kind of reeling because, like, it's not like him to hit two home runs in a month. Listen, this is good. This is where the rally starts. This is where it starts. Uh, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, 114 yards. James Winston, we are all big James fans on this podcast. 269 yeah. yards, two touchdowns in the win he, for the Saints. He showed out. Yeah. yeah. He played don't, well. Don't forget Slant Man. Mr. Slants is back. Uh, Michael Thomas comes back, coming back, two touchdowns, 50 yards. On A.J. Terrell, too, who didn't give up a single touchdown last year. And Kyle Pitts, almost a no-show. Yeah. Well, like two catches, twelve yards. I know. I don't know if any of you guys have him in fantasy, but like, no, I don't. I don't. But he was almost a no show. Speaking of no show, and this is the first of many games I wish Tony was here for. The Chicago Bears pull off the upset of the San Francisco 49ers in a rainy, rainy Soldier Field, nineteen to ten. Listen, I want to take a little bit of a victory lap here because I don't know if you guys remember, but I said this game was going to be closer than anyone. Uh, now, of you course, know. I also took the Niners, so I, you know, I'll get egg on my face I mean, there. The but I mean, pick, we all yeah. picked the Niners, John. Like, yeah. there's no reason to pick against the Niners in this. 
And then we saw the field conditions, and then we were like, oh, well. mm." Even before I knew the field conditions, I said it was going to be a close game. I had nothing nothing to really go on for that, but I just had a feeling it was going to be an ugly game. And it really was. I mean, the weather notwithstanding, it was some bad quarterback play, even without that happening, you know, like just, you know, I like, I mean, Trey Lance, yeah, obviously I mean, you got to give him some time, you know, considering he's had three starts and this one of them was in a monsoon, but not the most promising of beginnings for a season. Both quarterbacks combined to throw for under 300 yards. Uh, neither completed over 50% of their passes. Just an ugly, ugly game, but in the end, it's the Bears getting the win. Yeah, slipping, sliding through the end zone. <laughs> that was, that was oh hysterical. God, I, saw that. I saw that, and the, the photo of Justin Fields at the end of that game celebrating his big victory over the Niners. Man, you, you got to feel for Justin, right? Like, he's the Bears got significantly worse, but they were able to come away with the W here. Oh, yeah, like... As like as much as like you know have like like having taken a, another quarterback in the draft and having passed on Fields, you know you might think oh don't you want to root don't, like shouldn't I root for him to fail? But no, I like Fields. I think he's a great player. He's got such a great attitude, and I hope he and the Bears can have some amount of success after the Nagy years. I mean, it's been brutal. So Bears are entering next offseason with the most cap space in football. We're thrown out there. Okay, interesting to see. Let's move to the game that apparently nobody wanted to win. Yeah. Yeah. In an AFC North in an AFC North showdown between the Steelers and defending AFC champion Bengals, uh, the Steelers pulled out to an early lead, but it was missed field goal city in Cincinnati. But at the end, Chris Boswell drills the game winner in overtime to give Pittsburgh and Mitch Trubisky their first win of the season, winning 23 to 20. Yeah, you know, what I what I learned from this game this weekend. This is the second year in a row. This is the second year in a row that I bet against the Steelers week one. And the second year in a row, the Steelers somehow come away with the fucking Who'd they who'd they play last year, Zach? The Bills. Bills, Bills, that's right. Yeah. And I I put my suicide pool pick on the Bills last year against the Steelers, thinking Big Ben won't win this game. And there you go. You, Two years in a row, Steelers upsetting me. Did you put the pool on the Bengals this year? I did not. Okay. Cause... I put it on uh, the Ravens, which worked out well. Okay, because you're still in the pool. Tony is is out of his. Is he really? Who knows? Did he pick the Bengals? No, he picked the Broncos. Oh. Yeah, I went with the safe pick early on. The Jets. Sorry, John. I mean... Uh... <laughs> but 96 people got kicked out of my pool because I believe they all bet the Bengals and the Patriots. Really? They put the Patriots yes. over the Dolphins? Wow. So 96 out of 200 people were kicked out. But there's a buyback in, in this league that I'm in. Oh. So they all paid 50 bucks. So I got – there's four grand added to the pot because of week one. Whoa. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody picked the Niners. Yeah, I'm sure there were a few of those too. I didn't see the whole list, but um, I need the lack of faith in Trey Lance, probably. That's tough. It is tough. But uh, back to what you were saying about this game, no one wanting to win it. We should talk a little bit more about like just what that entailed. I mean, Joe Burrow turned the ball over. What was it? Four times? Four Five times? times. Yeah. Four, 
four picks and another turnover. I believe it was a fumble. Yeah, um, it was a fumble. I'm looking at the win, I'm looking at the win probability meter, and it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like a roller coaster, man. Yeah. It's literally. And Burrow, I, I believe. Wait, sorry, go on. I would say Burrow threw for 338 yards. We have to touch Jamar Chase. Oh, that touchdown at the end. Ten receptions, 129 yards, and that touchdown to send the game into. There was supposed to be the game winner. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, gotta gotta give him a little bit of an excuse. I'm not sure if you guys read the context behind the the like the snaps, but their long snapper got injured, or their their snapper got injured, and so they had the backup come in, who was they didn't have a backup. They had a tight end who never had snapped before come in and do, and so two of those snaps were just bad, yeah. and so McPherson yeah. just had no chance. Yeah, and it showed. It very definitely showed. But the interesting oh. thing what was that Zach. No, I just, I was just agreeing with you. Like it was, it was just brutal to watch these kicks. I know. And some of them were like 35, 40 yards away. Yeah, they were easy kicks to you make. Chip shots. Speaking of chip shots, you see the I forget which school it was. You see the kicker who missed like a twenty yard field goal in one of the college games. Oh, geez, really? I don't think yeah. I did see that. No. Yeah, you missed like two 20 yard kicks at home. Oh, jeez. Which That's I, how you he's get not cut. having fun at those parties the, this week because those kids are reaming at them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Burrow. So Burrow's Burrow's angry. Apparently, Burrow just stared at his locker for like two hours after the game. Yeah, something like he, he didn't shower. shower. He didn't shower. They said he didn't. He didn't shower after the loss. Oh man, Dallas is screwed next week against them. <laughs> Listen, just on a subject before I forget to bring it up again. Apparently, Mike McDaniel's the Dolphins coach never showered when he was an assistant coach for the 49ers because he said that, oh, now I'm a head coach. I used to, I, I have to shower every day. I used to get away without having to do it until Wednesday, he used to say. I saw that. And speaking of Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins, a 20 to 7 victory, a dominant performance against their arch rival New England Patriots in Miami. Uh, I think the highlight of this game was actually out in the parking lot. Yes, it was. <laughs> apparently, apparently somebody left their tailgate ablaze and set eight cars on fire. Did you hear how stupid this person was and where he put his grill with his poles? No. He put it directly into his trunk. Oh, my God. Usually, usually how this starts, people put it under the back of their car, and then that usually starts it. But this guy just said, ah, no, it'll be fine. And just threw it into his trunk. See, like, you deserve to get, you know, the book thrown at you. Yeah. He should have to pay for all their game payments and stuff. Because that's 11 cars. I imagine walking out of a game and just realizing your car burnt down to a crisp. Do you guys see the video from inside the stadium of the smoke from the parking lot? I did not, actually. Oh my god! It is like there was one guy who just showed it, and there was just this giant black smoke coming out. I'm like, oh my god, jeez. But let's talk about the on-field products. Um, twenty to seven, Patriots could not get on the board until late in this game. Shut out in the first half. Uh, yeah. Specifically, the Dolphins' defense uh, looked really, really strong, but Mac Jones had those back spasms. He's hurt now, right? It's, it's like, is he supposed to be playing on Sunday or is so? I believe Brian X- Hoyer time. I believe X rays came back negative, so I believe he will play on Sunday. 
Um, but still, though, this was a concerning performance out of the Pats. Looks like all the preseason concerns kind of actually shaping up to be, you know, accurate because Matt Patricia's play calling was terrible. Oh, like, my they- God. What are you doing, guys? Like the, the running backs, the running, the back, the backfield. Sorry. Wow. The backfield was a complete and total mess. That and the offensive the line, too. 48 yards. Yeah. Well, it was Damian Harris, but the one touchdown went to Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Apparently taking yeah. the receiving back work. Yeah. So consider that, right? So now you got a, this three-headed backfield, and it is just a, a total, total shit show. Um, but you know, the Patriots got the Steelers next week. You know, so we'll we'll see, but good win for the Dolphins. Oh boy, look who's hopping on now. Oh, look at the cat drag then. Yeah, hello. How are we? Good. We were just talking about Pat's. We were just talking about Pat's Dolphins and the the fire in the parking lot. I mean, oh, sorry. I mean, listen, you can't. You got to be careful when you're tailgating, or else uh, you're gonna get burnt. And, and no, metaphorically and, and quite literally. Yes. <laughs> you got to be better than that. So, so, I don't know if you know, Tony, I, I mentioned that he put it directly, he put the grill and the coals directly into his trunk, and that's how the fire started. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, at that point, you know, you, you gotta wonder you. if it was, I mean, yeah, but uh, was that like your first game you've ever been to? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, and plus, <laughs> plus, it's like a hundred in Miami, like, with all places, yeah, I mean, a bunch of different elements working against that guy. So, so, Tony, while, while you, while you are, while you are around. Um, you, do you want to give your opinion on the Bears beating the 49ers? Because we already went over that. I mean, is Tom here? Tom is not no. here. Oh, thank God. He said he was very upset with you. He did. Yeah, he, I know. Tom, I will, I will point out that Tom did, did, uh, did text me. Sorry, Instagram DM me. He said, quote, next time me and Tony are on, I'm going to rip into him about you picking the Packers over the Vikings, but I bet she's probably going to rip into you for this one as well, just to let you know. Oh, yeah. No, this was going to be bad. But listen, you know, he's not here to uh, to really say anything. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to pass judgment over one game, um, especially a game with, you know, probably some of the worst field conditions we've seen Yeah, in the past couple of years. So, I, I uh, that's all I'm saying on Trey Lance and the San Francisco 40. And- really to say. Yeah, and very. I mean, yeah. There's only so much. Uh, we were also talking about the game that no one wanted to win. Uh, which one was that one? The Colts game? No, maybe well, two. You can actually two. We'll get, we'll get to that one later. But we were talking about Steelers Bengals. Well, you know, when it comes to uh, desire to win levels, um, that one was higher than Colts Texans. Than the, the game that I obviously ended at the top. So, miss um, kicks, man. They'll kill you. Yeah, it's as simple as I think that was that was, like, that was a very common theme of the weekend that miss kicks will kill you. There were, a lot. Ab, ab, there, were there were a ton, a lot. Um, but let's go to a team that really didn't miss their mark, and that was the Baltimore Ravens, twenty-four to nine over the New York Jets. In, yeah, a, game, listen. in a game which Flacco, Joe Flacco, threw the ball. 59 times. Too many. Way too many. 
listen, this this is a game where if you look at the first half, you can very clearly like draw the line as to like the, the turning point. And it's when like in the second quarter, when after like fifteen minutes of it being like a zero zero game and like us stopping them multiple times. I'm pretty sure Corey dro- Corey Davis had another key drop on third and like eleven that would have like put us in field goal territory at least maybe got, got some points on the board. And the story of that entire day for the Jets was just our inability to get anything going on offense and oh the defense yeah. not being able to like keep that performance up for four, for uh, sixty minutes. That's it. That's it. You know, it's I, just. I mean, it's understandable. You know, I mean. Flacco was a shell out there. You know, he was a statue. He wasn't moving. I had red zone on for most of the one o'clock games. I did not see this game much. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I saw too remark. much of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand. I mean, no, go ahead, Zach. The Jets D really kept Lamar Jackson on his, uh, like, in the pocket, and he didn't, he wasn't able to roll out as much as he usually does. Well, especially in the first half, and I, like I said, I said this in our group chat, it's a common theme. Um, week one, if your team doesn't do well in the first half, it's not that big of a deal because none of these players are playing in the preseason. Yeah. But, um, you know, you need to turn it on the second half, which is what happened a lot around the league. Um, I, I told Tony about this, but the quarterbacks that did not play a single snap of preseason went three and eight in their games shocker. on Sunday. Not good. It's almost like you but, need to play the preseason for a reason. Going back to the Jets, I mean, I saw people on Twitter like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this offense with Zach Wilson. And it's like, dude, what did this offense show you with Joe Flacco over the weekend that, oh, man, this is a Zach Wilson away from being deadly? No, like, listen, I mean, the commentators put it very, like, very nicely. You know, it's I don't think, like, it's like Zach Wilson's going to suddenly make us a top 10 offense or whatever, right? But the thing is, when you look at Flacco, he's a statue out there in the pocket, and our our line with the injuries that we've sustained with Dwayne Brown being out potentially for the year, at least he's on IR Beckton done for the year. Uh, you know, and I'm, I think we had another injury at one of the guard positions over the last, over the, like on Sunday, you know, it's a lot of injuries, you know, and it makes it the point where if we had Wilson there and who had at least has legs, he can extend plays a little bit. He gives you a little bit of a chance, but it's the same thing. It's more of a chance. It's not like that's going to add the, more of a chance is not equal winning. You know what I'm saying? I just want to chime in real quick here because um, I'm watching the Yankee game currently. And there were runners on, I believe, first and second. And Torres hit one to right field. And um, they threw home. That ball was past the, the catcher. And then the catcher took it and tried to throw back to first because between first and second, Torres was caught in a rundown. And he threw it right into right field. And it was a little league inside the park home run. Really? Because the Red Sox don't know how to field. Yeah. Uh, we did get confirmation from Zach that he will talk about the Mets on Friday. So we might be bringing back the Mets minute. Uh, is there concern? I'm not in complete panic mode yet. That's not what yes. I asked you. I asked you if there was concern. There, there's slight concern, but there's slight okay. happening. Just at the, it's not, it's not, worst, it's, yeah, possible it's the worst time. Yeah, listen, it's not <laughs> ideal. But it happens. I mean, look okay. at the Yankees. We're off for two months. Yeah, in the that's summer. I'm hoping, and that's what I'm hoping that does not happen. Isn't it? It's the fall now, so, Zach. I know. Listen, they haven't my my cutoff is September 17th. If that's the day where if they don't turn it on and keep it on, they're in trouble. It's such a weird date to choose. Yeah, Maybe why so? 
they have two weeks. <laughs> they got that. If you can't, gotta, if you can't turn it around in the final two weeks, there's a problem. You also got the three game series with the Braves in Atlanta. That's, that's which is, yes. that's which is going to be big. That's probably going to be Huge. for the NL East. I'm just saying. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. All right, so so back back to football with that that brief baseball uh, brief baseball uh, interrupt not interruption, but you get what I mean. Uh, a game that was a lot closer than many people thought it was going to be. And Tony, I believe this is another one that you're very glad that Tom isn't here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Defeating the Detroit Lions 38 to 35, a showdown well, Motown. Well, I'm gonna hit you with the Eagles did not win this game because of the play of Jalen Hurts. I will tell you that much right now. I know they put up 38 points, but I think Jalen Hurts only threw for one touchdown. And you know, nobody's out here touting that the, the Lions defense is uh, Jalen, all pro. Jalen Hurts <laughs> not Jalen Hurts did not throw for did he throw for one touchdown? Oh yeah, he threw for the one to no, he did not and he ran for one. No, he did not. He did not throw a touchdown. He just so ran. it was just the one he ran for. Correct. Because I know still... all three running backs scored a touchdown, and, and and him. Yes, and those though that was it. Those were the four Philadelphia touchdowns. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't some slander though at Jalen Hurts, man. All right, like oh, he might not have the, he might not have the stats, but I mean, he like every time that the Lions had pressure, he rushed for like fifteen yards every single time. You know, he like always just made the play. You know. It might not have been like through the air, but he made the plays that he had to. And he also had a good day passing the ball. You know, AJ Brown had over like 168 receiving yards. But I'm going to follow that up with Devontae Smith had a goose egg, zero yards in four targets. Okuda locked it, had him in jail. That's why. DeAndre Swift, 144 yards as well. Friendly injured. Yeah. Questionable this weekend with an ankle injury. Really? Yeah, I'd be kidding. My fantasy team must be taking injuries, man. Mad one, one, one week. If one week. About in real quick. Okay, if he if he's questionable, there's a wait, cheap... wait, Zach, wait, Zach. What are you saying? What I want to butt in real quick because this is like not the first time a weird animal has interrupted me in a podcast. What animal this time, Zach? So I'm sitting here in the backyard of my sister's home, and I'm sitting in a chair. <laughs> Um, calling around the corner is a possum, and we made Ooh, we I made eye one of those last night. We made eye contact for a second. He stopped, stared at me for about 10 15 seconds, and then just slowly turned around and walked away. It was very, got I thought it was a cat. I thought it was a cat at first, to be honest. Oh, you should have went to go pet it. I, I was about to. Yeah. <laughs> so, you see stray cats and you pet them. Yeah, my my sister's cat. One of my sister's cat is a stray cat that they found outside of their house. Yeah, but yeah, but that's your sister's cat now, is it not? I mean, yeah, but it's still a stray cat. Every cat, yeah, it starts. When does a cat not become a stray anymore? When you bring it inside, which your sister did. Yes, but it was at one point. It was at one point a stray. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's it. It was at one point a stray, Tony. So it's, if you get yeah. this like strange cat to start petting him, like you're asking for, you should it. probably yeah, you got a problem. Oh, I saw a every cat gets, uh, take, uh, taken down last night by a cop with a shotgun. What? 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 Yeah, I was driving in Whitehall, and there was a I, all, I, all of a sudden I see a cop talking the shotgun, and then I see the raccoon with the flashlight on it uh, sitting off on the side of the road and as soon as I passed all I hear is the shot of the gun 
probably I, rabid. I, I don't, don't know. Probably, yeah. I think, but it was insane. I think that's not like, a bad thing. I think that's a little extreme for a raccoon. Like, yeah, that's well, like not a, if it's rabid. If it's rabid, you got to put it down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a whole pain in the ass. You got to report every one of your like rounds fired if you're okay, John. Stress. John, what's more of a pain in the ass? Shooting this groundhog and filling out the paperwork, or having this groundhog go around just biting people? <laughs> I mean, I like yeah, animal funny. control, and that's not my fault. I don't want to deal with the paperwork. <laughs> I didn't know animal control, control wasn't there. I'd love I, to. I don't know. Animal <laughs> control is a carrier gun. Zach, maybe this is it. Zach, oh, it was the cop that did the deed. Zach, oh, yeah. Zach, maybe this is your calling to to have a pursue a career in uh, animal control and uh, maybe be a vet. I, mean, I have a lot of experience now, so. I, I know you do. A lot. A bat and a raccoon driving by is not <laughs> a lot. Well, of and the possum. I just had a, a, a soul connection with this possum. Although no, I, you did not. I will say, I will say this: last year when we had that potentially fake story from the Turtleback Zoo about the animals getting loose, Zach was no. the first one that wanted a monkey. That's facts. I will have a monkey one day. That's a promise. Promise? Yes. Listen, listen, monkey monkeys are cute. I I do like monkeys. They can be dangerous though. Yeah. Just you yeah, stay on your toes, Zach. Listen. Sorry, I got us on a bad, a bad way. Let's, <laughs> Listen, let's get back it's, on. It's, it's, it's never bad to talk about animals, Doctor Doolittle. That's true. You know, he 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 is one with with nature. Um, let's 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 continue with with the animals. And speaking of cats, uh, two cat teams we're going to talk about next. The first, let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who fell twenty-eight to twenty-two at the hands of the now-renamed Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz gets his first W in D.C. Rookie Jahan Dotson finds the end zone twice. Uh, Washington looked good here today, guys. I know it was against Jacksonville, but it was a little bit better than I think any of us expected. Yeah, Commander Carson looked on point for most of the game. I think he, he made a lot of really good passes and that defense obviously kept them kept them ahead. Yeah. What uh, was the final score here? 28-22, four passing touchdowns from Wentz. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville was in control for a lot of that game. And, I mean, the thing is, like, there's a few key plays, and trust me, as an ETN owner, it kills me in fantasy. He had some key, like, like drops that like could have like like he had a drop in the end zone for a walk-in touchdown that would have like made put put them up I think what was it like they were up five before that go-ahead touchdown was scored in the last minute fifty-two yeah they were up so five. that would have they would have been up two scores if they had connected on that so that's a big play that they missed I know Lawrence in general missed a few open guys people are saw some Jag fans online complaining about how he's still not looking like this generational prospect, but you know, again, one weekend, I'm not sure how much he played in the preseason. Maybe he's there a little bit. There's a little bit rusty has to shake off, but you know, definitely an improvement of the urban Meyer year. I'll say that. Christian Kirk also had 117 yards earning that expensive payday that he was, he was given in the off season by Jacksonville. Oh, and uh, James Robinson coming in with two touchdowns, one on the the air, one on the ground Yes, and off an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, James Robinson is still a difference maker. I never understood why they drafted Travis Etienne 
but James Robinson is really making them regret that call. Uh, a game that was highly, highly, I think, critiqued on this podcast last week, and a game many of us have said there is no way this team is losing. Uh, the Carolina Panthers fall at the hands of the Cleveland Browns 26-24 on a 58-yard walk-off field goal by Cade York, or close to a walk-off field goal. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw for 235 yards in his revenge game against Cleveland, and he was upset that he lost this game, and you can tell. I was upset. I wanted, I, I wanted on the record that I said last week that, you know, Carolina might still lose this game because they are Carolina. I didn't say that. Yes, yeah, it's true. Honestly, yeah, to be fair, none of the revenge games. Uh, Cleveland almost, like winners. Yeah, Cleveland almost collapsed too. Yeah, no, this was a battle of teams that just find ways to lose games, and each team tried. You know, kudos to them. This this was another one of those games that nobody wanted to win. And speaking of the real game that nobody wanted to win, the deadlock: the Colts and the Texans. Tied at 20 in a game where Indy missed kicks left and right, and it resulted in the release of Rodrigo Blankenship two days later. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed like the terrible Col- game. Yeah, it seemed like the Colts yeah, should have had, had this one in the bag. I mean, the Colts were down 20 to 3 until the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, the, the Texans should have had this one in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, Davis Mills continues to impress. He continues to. I mean, what are you expecting from that that Texans defense? Honestly, there's not many big stars on that defense to keep any lead. Yeah, uh, honestly, like you you bring up a good point. Michael Pittman, 121 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and a touchdown. And Jonathan Taylor had 161 yards on the ground. Rex Burkhead leading the charge in the Texans' backfield. I remember seeing uh, the rookie uh, Alex Pierce, uh, and the, the receiver, and I know he dropped two wide open touchdowns yeah. in the end zone, and that's yeah. that's a tough that's a tough one. You know, it's, you gotta like the hype train and is over. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know because he was wide receiver two going into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew, and we we're like, oh well, Pierce could be number two on the depth chart. Not so much. I think that's since been taken by is it Adam Doolin? Is that his name? Yeah, I believe so. Um, the one, the one thing I want to I take away from that game though is the very end where Houston, I believe they had like forty seconds on the clock still, and they decided to punt the ball and just com- just completely go for the tie. It was like fourth and something. They just decided, okay, we're not gonna, we'd rather like you know tie the game than risk losing it. They so it's they kind le- of a cowardly move right there. They learn. From, they learn from the Chargers. They yeah, know. but I mean. It, it's week one. I feel like it's cowardly to go for the tie. You need to get something momentum. You lose, you lose, but at least you know you went for it. At least you went down swinging, right? Yeah. Randy Bullock misses a game winner at home uh, that would have sealed the win for Tennessee, but the New York football giants win a win an opening game, a week one game for the first time, I believe, since 2014. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, 2016. 2016. 2016? Yeah. It was, I knew it was one of the two. 21-20, the final, out at Nissan Stadium. Euphoria. This game was electric. Saquon. The first half was terrible. First, the first no, half was right. The first but half was said, definitely most not teams electric. Have, 
Well, no, but as Tony said, most teams had a problem in the first half. That, that was like a majority of the game. No. You see, like, but here's the thing. Yeah, most teams have a bad first half, but well, I can't wait for you actually have a good rain on this parade. Have, That's gonna no, no, no. I'm actually giving you guys some. I'm giving you guys some props here. Now that you have a real better. coach, there's a thing called halftime adjustments that you guys are finally yeah. realizing is a thing that could happen. Well, there's and also so there's also now a coach. Helped. <laughs> there's also now a coach that you know yes. is is trying. Modern offense seems. I won't lie though, when when he decided to go for two, I was a little nervous. I was a little. You nervous. were. Yeah. I know Tony. Uh, I, mean, I know Tony's a big fan of the amount of times in the yeah, but the amount of times in, in the last couple of years. Well, yeah, but the amount of times that we've had like in the past couple of years, like down to this moment where we have to go for it, we usually haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, but I love then you the balls don't even go. Well, you're not usually in that situation. Yeah, to, to yeah, win the game on a two point handful of games in the last like five years. <laughs> name one. Well, five years. Uh, five years. Uh, I can only name one. I can only name one off the top of my head where they went and didn't go, and that was the game against Tampa. But that wasn't even to take the lead. That was just to straight up tie it. Yeah. How many one plus point wins do you remember that were like games you remember <laughs> the Giants being? They had a lot of close games in the last couple of years that were within one to three points. I don't know about that, man. Honestly, <laughs> I don't have any like stats in front of me. But I want to look this up. I get off the top of my head. I can't really remember the last time the Giants lost by a point, and there was a situation where the Giants could have went for two and won the game. <laughs> I've seen them lose by a point where the other team kicks a field goal to win. Not, not the other one. Uh, I will say this though: healthy Saquon is a different, different, different animal. Different animal, absolutely. He's a beast. Um, and I'll say this, there are some concerns in Tennessee. Oh, most definitely. Derrick Henry didn't run well. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill was fairly accurate for about, for, for really the entire game. I like I like um, that Kyle Phillips kid, though. He looked good. I, they did everything they could to win the game, you know, and it's really the same thing, you know, as Baker last week. They did everything they could. It's just it came down to a kick, you know, and you know you always got to see how that goes. And this time, this time they missed. Yeah, it happens. Tay Crowder with that hit stick on Derrick Henry is probably the best player or the day or like on defense. I am highly critical of Tay Crowder. That's the best thing I've ever seen him do in his career, hands down. Rocked him. That and I feel like like what would you say is your favorite play on of the day on offense? The the like the Saquon rush or the deep touchdown to Shepard? Oh, I like the sixty five yard bomb. Yeah, that to, was uh, that was a good throw. Yeah, yeah, big fan momentum of that. swing, huge momentum swing at that. In the battle between NFC North foes, it is the Minnesota Vikings, my Minnesota Vikings, that came out on top twenty three to seven over the Green Bay Packers. Hell of a win. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll that was say a it. big win. That was a needed win. Talk about this game. Why not? Aaron Rodgers let me down. I put all my. I put twenty five bucks on the Packers. Oh, oh, did you? I did. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, listen. I feel a, like how much did you put? Twenty five. You put twenty five oh. bucks on the Packers. I shed a tear for you. Listen, Aaron Rodgers was what was let down by by his receivers. Okay, uh, so. him, do you want to talk about Alec Pierce dropping a touchdown? How about Christian Watson dropping a wide open touchdown on a Patrick Peterson miscoverage? 
Yeah, he well, he had a he had a nice move on that to get yeah, like to on Peterson, but you, you know you got to make that catch. You really do. Like, like, bro, I know you wouldn't have won the game if you if you scored it, but still, man, like, welcome to the NFL. Uh, I, I think it's not a far fetched thing to say that they probably wouldn't have won the game. They might have, you know, you don't know what that early kind of momentum can do to a team. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm just looking at the, the score. It changes the entire game. Um, Butterfly effect. Dustin Jefferson, 180 yards receiving. Two touchdowns, uh, yeah. too. And two, and two tutties, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, like, th- th- this was a statement win. This was a, a statement win uh, for Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, I'll say the statement win definitely for Minnesota. I don't know about for the NFC at large, but no. this is definitely a big move for you because if you guys went in week one and let them roll you guys over again, then it's same old, same old, like as it is every year. Packers going to sleepwalk the first place in the division, but this, this is big for you guys. At least now it's like a, it's a, it's a competition, you know, you can't count them out because it's still Rogers and well, it's week Green one. Bay. It still might be same old, same old, John. Yeah. We don't know yet, but but it's definitely big for momentum for the Vikings. It, yeah, it's, it's big to beat the Packers. Like, yeah, it's especially the division. Beat, it's always good to beat the Packers, and I know that, and I know that the Packers are just going to tee off on the Bears next week. They are mad. Well, he yeah. owns them still. He still owns them. Yeah, he does. Yes. Um. Well, that yeah, ownership doesn't change in the offseason, John. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Unless he retired. Well, not even that. It's usually when an owner dies. Yeah. That's usually when it happens. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is reminding people that he is still the king of the AFC West as the Kansas City Chiefs throttle the Cardinals 44-21 at State Farm Stadium. Uh, This game was never close. Never. The the funniest thing about this game, though, to me, is that Arizona's defense played so bad that PFF Pro Football focuses like ratings. They like they said Mahomes' game wasn't even that good just because their defense was that bad. It's like yeah, anyone will make those throws. Like they gave up five touchdowns to him. Still, I mean, he could have gotten six if they didn't give it to the seventh round pick running back in like the, the fourth quarter in garbage time. What Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers? Yeah. Oh, is he, he's, is he a Rutgers guy for real? Yeah. Damn right he is. Yeah, he's from Rutgers University, John. Oh, let's go. I didn't know that. This, this, him, then. this no-name seventh-round pick, you mean the one that went to Rutgers? Oh, never mind. Well, now he has a name that I will never forget. <laughs> yeah, he it's has- like that Shaq meme. I'm sorry. I wasn't really familiar with your game. <laughs> I, he, I just want to point out, he did lead the Chiefs in carries. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Why did he learn how to game, though? Yeah, he did, did in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Catching the ball too. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's what Kansas City really needed was a receiving back. If you get Clyde Edwards Hilaire involved in that in that way, they're they're set. Yeah. A little about the Cardinals. And man, it has not been pretty in their last like six or seven actual games played, man. Ever since it's like it's actually if you like go back to the Packer game last year when it's like AJ Green just forgot to like stop running and he gave like they uh, and Murray got picked to end that game. They have not controller the turned off. They have controller turned off. Yeah, they have not looked the same though, man. Like they went from like winning every game by like ten points to being to losing almost every game they've played by like double digits. Like it's a complete turnaround. I, I honestly don't know what the hell to say. Maybe is it like really just because of Hopkins? 
being hurt? Is it does he make that much of an impact that their offense just looks that anemic? Well, I've I've always been against Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach. Like I think that's where it starts. And they extended him for some reason. Like, they have hard knocks in season this year. I'm sorry. Oh, that's that's gonna be so fun. I mean, that that was actually one of the funniest parts about hard knocks with the lines, just seeing Kingsbury sitting in that like white void that is his house, just like <laughs> sitting there, just like I don't like just looking miserable, honestly. Like he never looks happy. Although he does have a mansion, I'm just saying. Like he's well, not... I mean, it's it's so he's great. He's Gatsby. <laughs> He is. That's who he is. Uh, in one of the more anticipated matchups of the uh, the Sunday slate, it was the LA Chargers defeating the Las Vegas Raiders twenty four to nineteen behind Justin Herbert's three touchdown passes. He's just a beast. He's a beast. Is all I could say. Yeah, Keenan Allen left the game due to injury, and Michael Mike Williams was like in double cover double cover the entire game, and he still found a way. To, I think what was it three touchdowns Herbert ended with. Yeah, you bring up Keenan Allen, hamstring injury, will not play in tomorrow night's game against the Kansas City Chiefs in a game where they really need him. Yeah, uh, go get, uh, yeah, go get Josh Palmer if you can. Already do. Already have. fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Mike Williams is the chief killer, and it's like every time he's played them with Herbert, so they should still be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, this was a, a little bit of an uglier game than we all thought it was going to be. Um, but still, divisional win for the Chargers in the arms race that is the AFC West. Yeah, I was Raiders. expecting more. I mean, I know Devontae Adams had like a ton of yards, but I was still expecting, you know, more from the offense as a whole. You know, I, I was looking more at a Waller and Renfro. Um, you know, if you're a Josh Jacobs fancy owner, I, I'm not too happy. Um, yeah, no, me neither. But uh, yeah. Tough I mean, game, especially for me, who's a Raiders believer. Yeah, sloppy, sloppy game on offense. I think it gives a little bit of point to uh, a credence to what you were saying before, Eric, about some teams needing to play in preseason. I mean, Carr looks really bad. Yeah. You know, and I'm, and I think that's you know, like what was it, three picks he had? Yeah, he was over relying. Yeah. I think on Adams. Are we in agreement on that? Like he was relying a little too much on him to spread the ball around. Like you got Renfro, you got Waller. You got all these other options. You don't need to throw it to just Devonte. No, yeah, I think a lot of rust and even and the line also was giving up a lot of pressure too. I mean, Khalil Mack had three sacks, two tackles for a loss. Just the you really mean, impressive showing for their defense. Well, but. I know it was only the first game of McDaniel's too, but I saw a lot of like the play calling issues that you saw, you know, when he was the head coach of the Broncos. You know, just some questionable, questionable play calling, like. Uh. Running the ball on second long, shit like that. Like I, I just didn't understand a lot of it. Now I believe Raiders. I believe every first year coach, however, did win on on Sunday. On Sunday, that is not not on not Sunday. Yes. Need to be specific with that on Sunday yeah. part. I'm saying yeah. on Sunday because you know we'll get to that on. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Cowboys 19-3, but we all know that that is not the lead story of this game as Dak Prescott suffered a thumb injury and he will be out the next six to eight weeks. However, owner Jerry Jones says he expects Dak to be back within four. So eight weeks, right? Correct. (laughs) Until the bye. Yeah, okay. Um, How do I sound real quick, by the way? Am I still good? You're still good, yeah. 
yeah, you're still good. Um, just making sure. I'll say this though: Dallas did not look good, even with Dak in. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I I have Dak in our in our too many men fantasy league, and I was miserable watching that game the entire time. And I looked at like five minutes left in the fourth, and I was like, "This guy has got one point five points. Just let this game over be over with." Then of course he gets hurt right then, and a bad night went to worse because now he's gone for like half the year, if that, if you like. So I don't know. It's a miserable it's a game. Fluky thing too. Like I, I didn't, you know, you didn't know Dak was injured until he was running into the tunnel or anything like that. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even know until I started talking about it. I'm like, what? Dak's hurt? No, come on. Was it until I put something in the group chat where I was like, he's out six to eight weeks? Well, I mean, not nice. No, I saw him like leaving to the locker room, but I was like, wait, what happened? I didn't see like yeah. whatever contact there was. What, like, he hit his thumb on a helmet. Is that it? Like the yeah, Stafford? a follow The same thing that got Breeze a couple years back. It was, oh, yeah, Shaq Barrett was coming in on him and it was the, the thumb. Yeah, man. It's yeah. tricky, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, now, what is it, Cooper Rush season now in Dallas? Oh, is yeah. that what they're yeah. Oh, Presum- yeah. Oh, my God. Presumably so. Um, and then Ben Benucci. Bengals defense guys, if they're available, stream them. Stream them. they're going. They're coming yeah. to coming to Cincinnati next week. But I was a big that. believer. Hey, listen, I got fucked over this week by the Broncos and my eliminators. So I'm, I'm I I bought back in on all of them, and I'm in on the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. <laughs> I, we were talking yeah. about you losing your eliminator uh, earlier, um, but. I will say this: I think the writing was on the wall for the Cowboys the minute they scratched Jalen Tolbert. Apparently, a healthy scratch. Don't know why, but it just um, a little, a uh, little, little bit of a tidbit here for any of you sports betters. Um, I've seen it at ten to one odds for the Dallas Cowboys to be the lowest scoring team in the NFL next week. Really, I like those odds. <laughs> I like those odds a lot because they were the lowest scoring team this week, and they had their starting quarterback for over half the game. The only team in the NFL that did not score a touchdown, by the way. Yeah. Even my Jets managed to like, like scrounge one of those up. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't know the Jets scored a touchdown until you told me, John. I thought they finished with three. I didn't think, I didn't think they got one over for like a minute left. It, it was. It was like it was, it was real, the garbage of garbage times. There was only one touchdown in this game, in the Buccaneer-Cowboy game. Yeah, and it won me some money, Mike Evans, baby. Yeah, it was the Mike Evans yeah. one. And he had a really good day, too. Uh, but, yeah, Dallas. There yeah, are... a lot in the open space for Mike Evans. Oh, my God. And I will say this. D- Dallas, I th- I think, that is their season over, you think? No, I, I wouldn't say it's over. Um, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting spot. And, you know, Dak getting hurt so early in the year, you know, if it truly is a four-week injury, Let's say they're one and four, zero oh and five. You know when he comes back in week six, you can still scrounge up a run. You know with seven teams making the playoffs and everything, maybe, maybe. Like, but you probably have to go pretty close to perfect down the stretch. I don't know if they have the capability of doing. Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on how confident you think that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys could run the table. And I mean. Not and if you're asking, I feel you ask most people, they're going to say no, pretty confidently. Other injuries in the division, if there are any, also might open up a door. We don't know. Yeah, That's again, true. only only week one, but yeah. 
I've gone on the record saying I think Dak is literally Tony Romo 2.0. He's a good quarterback in the regular season, injury prone, and he can't win you the big game. I mean, I could I could see you saying yeah. injury prone now, but I mean, it's all ever since that ankle injury. I mean, he was yeah. an Iron Man until that, but I mean, now it's just the last few years he can't shake that. Bug. Well, so was Romo so until his first ankle. It's it's been, his shoulder too. Yeah. The amount of games Prescott has missed over the couple of years, and they still extended him to that giant contract extension. I mean, well, they I think saw... it's all based off of last season. You know, I mean, they did go to the play. They were they were thirteen seconds away. They were poor clock management away from beating the 49ers. They they were Mike McCarthy away from beating the 49ers. Exactly. They were a real head coach away from winning that game. Well, I mean that I mean you could say that that run play lost in the game, but I mean also they had like fifteen penalties and that like they were they shouldn't have even been in a position to like come back and win that game if you're really being honest about it. Now I also want to point out that Tony has Mike McCarthy is getting fired this year. I mean, I think that I think yeah. there's an argument you could say that he's in the hot seat. He should have been on the hot seat after the game in January. I'll tell you I mean, that. Those, did uh, did Jason Garrett get fired midseason a few years ago? No, though, right? They didn't. They didn't do it until no, the end of the year. No, no, they don't. I also saw Jason Garrett on NBC. Really? Oh, I was I was praying that he had to break down the highlights for the Giants. <laughs> did, did he? I didn't see that part. I was praying. No, he didn't. They didn't let him. They didn't make him do it. But they totally should have. Because it would have done like Daniel Jones didn't have that long of a pass with Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator his whole tenure, and literally the first week without him, he's throwing bombs. Pretty crazy. I don't think Saquon had a touchdown this entire tenure because he got hurt that first time. Okay. And he well, lost. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you for that one. That hey, that was really Saquon, nice. He's, he, he's back now. He's back now. That's the important thing. Okay. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, for stating the obvious. Really, oh. you're doing so well. A big, big, uh, big thing that John says there. It's revolutionary that Jason Garrett was not a good play caller. Yeah, John. Listen, John how about a round of applause? How about a round of applause for like Jason Garrett, everyone? <laughs> yeah, I, I am, I am very saddened though, John, that your twin Rodrigo Blankenship did get cut. I'm just saying. Hey, listen, man. It's it's okay. It's fine. You know, he should just come to the Jets. And that way, that way we, we you want him on the Jets. A guy who misses kicks, John. I mean, he fit the Jets that well. Listen, he's probably better an option than Zerline. He's he also was yeah. missing kicks. He's missing extra points though too. I saw on Twitter that there is a chance that there are eight former Jets kicking this week in the NFL. Jeez, well, I don't understand why we let Myers go, the one, the Seattle kicker go. I mean, yeah. he's. He was an all-pro the year that we left, or a Pro Bowl kicker the year that we let him go. And it's been a problem ever since. John, do you want to know the reason why? I, I mean, I could literally describe it. because the Jets are the Jets. Okay, and listen. they'll always be the Jets, and that's what the Jets that, do. The Jets do shit like that. Well, well, thank you, Tony. Again, you know, like, like, now, now you're the one stating the obvious. <laughs> well, I know, but you're the one going, I don't know why. I know why. Jets. 
start. It's the way it is. Okay. I mean, fair That's enough. just the way fair it enough. is. That's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> one one more game for last weekend slate. It seemed like the Broncos just didn't want to oh, man. Yeah, no, lost his hands in the, those closing minutes. And the Seattle Seahawks, led by Geno Smith, had a 17-16 victory, a big win for Seattle. And you know one they really wanted after they booed Russ onto the field. To the people who like didn't understand why Russ was getting booed, like, is this your first time experiencing sports? I mean, Frank, what? Well, what are you expecting? Did you chat? Did you like see the twitters of the former Seahawks? Like they were lavishing in this. Oh, they were. They were. They were living it up. They loved this. Richard Sherman was happy. Doug Baldwin was happy. Man, did you see? Uh, Wilson before the game started going around spinning in a circle, like holding his arms out, like trying to take it all in. Like I oh, can't get yeah. over how corny that stuff that is, man. I mean, it's like he, he's asking <laughs> for everyone to root against him. He is corny. He's absolutely. He really corny. is. But he's embracing it. I think. Like he knows it. Well, I think yeah. There comes a time where you can only be you know so corny that you can't embrace it. He has to. He has to do it. <laughs> It's 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 who he is, but let's talk about the last five minutes of this game. Oh boy, this is some fun. You can tell the story with the last minute of this game. Yeah, even though you don't even need five minutes. Yeah. So Russ marches his way down the field, typical Russ fashion. And wait, 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 wait! Down the field, halfway down the field. Yeah, thirty yards. Like three minutes took him. He marched his way. 30 yards. <laughs> Got him in field goal range. Well, I say with air quotes. Air quote field goal range, yeah. So, at this point, they had, I don't know, I think it was first and 10, or second and 10, and they're tr- and Nathaniel Hackett, the new coach of the Broncos, wants the Seahawks to jump off sides, and he decides to waste 30 seconds instead of calling the immediate timeout. <laughs> Which I was still okay with, because oh. you still had tw- you had twenty seconds left on the clock, and if you would have gotten the first down, you probably would have been down to twelve seconds with two timeouts. You can roll on one play, get some yards, and, and you know, call it a day, roll Brandon McManus out there and kick your kick your field goal. But that is but not no. what happened. Instead, they trotted McManus out for a sixty-four yard field goal, which is in his bag. Yeah, he and, does have that. And Brandon and McManus tweeted. That he that was where that was his target line. That was always his target line, mm-hmm. and you know it had the distance. Yeah, there's just a little what left, just a little left, uh, which he the Seahawks. Now speaking of Captain Obvious, you guys want to talk Captain Obvious? Nathaniel Hackett said yesterday, "quote If I had the opportunity to redo that, I probably would have." Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> really? If if I may come out with a hot take. And oh, after we week one, <laughs> that is that that is might be one of the most all time concerning like first week coaching performances I've ever seen. All that's, time, that's the take. All time, I think that was. So you're lucky. I can't think of any. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like I'm again, again, way too early to make a judgment on a man. The time also career. recency bias is a hell of a thing. That is, yeah, way too, <laughs> yeah, way too early. But I'm just saying. 
I've 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 always had my doubts about this hire. I mean, he didn't even call the plays in Green. Oh, Bay. okay. And yeah, I think he just. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. I love how it's we. It's I've always had my doubts about this hire. Always, John. I don't remember you. You know, yelling from the fucking rooftops when the hire was made. Man, this guy's not a great hire. Well, we need were doubts. We we Broncos. do. We do need to go back in the podcast episodes to see if Tom was <laughs> doubtful. I listen. I have a lot of doubt on a lot of things. I don't vocalize all the doubt I feel. If I was doing that, then I mean, like, I'd always be doubting. Listen, you know what? That makes me not the podcast. point of a podcast. Constant doubt. Oh, I mean, constant opinionation. All right. Oh. So, so yeah. Let's let's go to the standings. Our, our record standings in first somehow this is how you know it's week one is trish at 10 and 5 no that's not right that's not right he's eight and seven he's eight, eight and seven. seven okay yeah because i accidentally logged the the jaguar game as a win <laughs> and the lion game as a win for him so okay. no he, he's he is he is eight and seven okay so he's tied with me then for second at eight and seven tom is in first and nine and six yeah Tom's seven and eight john you're seven and eight and then Zach uh, went four and eleven. Um, Zach, what the hell happened? Oh, is he here? Zach, his mic just went on back on mute. Zach, Zach Riley, Pager is 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 he is he awake? Awesome. All right. Good thing I joined in when I did. Okay, you want me to call him? Uh, I can yeah. see him. I can see him muting and unmuting his mic. Yeah, it wasn't working. Oh, there oh. you go. Okay. Zach's here. Four wins. Four, four correct Zach, picks. Zach. Zach, four and 11. Zach, from my understanding, not only did your picks go bad, you, you didn't have a great betting weekend either, did you? No. No. As a matter of fact, I do, oh, want, oh, I do want to point to a specific point in the group chat during the Monday night game. Uh, after the Will Disley first, touch- I said, I said, "Oh no, Broncos!" And Zach went, "What?" what and I went, "Well, Will Disley just scored." No, it was. I'm looking at it right now. Tony said seven nothing Seahawks, and then John said a 39 touchdown to Will get uh, Disley. And Zach quotes, "Quote: I'm going to stop betting NFL already. I'm over it." <laughs> that was the first score of the game, and he was Done. at wit's end. He was overbetting at that point. And the game had just started. Plenty of teams get down 7 nothing and cover the spread. Granted, that was not one of these instances, but we didn't know that at the time. He was done. He was fed up. He was over it. Two minutes before game time, Zach put down money on Broncos minus six and a half. All the 85 bucks he won on college football is gone. Zach, no, you should just yeah. start fading yourself. Like, Give me your picks. I'll fade you next week. Sure, you're go ahead. See, you're going to see. Yeah. Have to do the same. College you know, football you has been money, but everything else has not been panning out. Well, Grant, last week NFL was like the week of the underdog. Yeah, that's true. Like Vegas made a statement and, you know, got, I think, basically everybody last week. Yeah. With their lines. All right. Week the, two. Some early lines are tempting me that uh, I don't Yeah, I took, a look to, I took a look today. I, I'm, I'm trying. Zach, don't you try not to. What was that? I said, don't do this to yourself. It's going to happen. 
I, I know it's going to happen, but I'm, I'm just, I'm trying here. I just want to make an effort. That's all you can do. All right. Yep. So first game, uh, Thursday night football, 815 on Amazon Prime. Uh, the the 1-0 LA Chargers travel, travel to Arrowhead to take on the 1-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Zach, I assume you do not have any facts for this game. Uh, I can get some. Give me a minute. All right. Yeah, Zach's facts. I yes. have to update. I have to update the app. You had me do that last week, too. Like, it wouldn't even let me get into it. So Tom has the Chargers. Trish is taking the Chiefs. Let's start Tom, with Tom's the- pick. It makes no sense. Of the like, Chargers? Did, yeah. Did we not just see what Patrick Mahomes did last week? Yeah. I don't give yeah. a shit. I don't give a shit that it was Arizona. The Chargers come into this game just as banged up as Arizona was last week. Yeah, yeah Chiefs. The Chargers. The Chargers are banged up. They are injured. They are missing their top receiver in Keenan Allen. I'm going to take the Chiefs at home. John. I'm going to take the Chiefs at home. And I got a little stat I'm going to add myself. Ooh. Mahomes is, has a pass rating of 96.3 with 1,827 yards and 16 touchdowns with only five picks in seven games versus the Chargers in his career. I got another Justin Herbert stat. Ooh, what is yeah. your stat on Justin Herbert? He has scored. He has scored a touchdown in three of the Chargers' last four games against the Chiefs. He has scored a touchdown. Yeah, like he ran it. In. He's ran for one. Ran, what, oh, really? Boy, it's gonna get dangerous. Wow. Okay. Who are you taking? Zach? I'm gonna look for that trend to continue. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs here. You gonna take the Chiefs? Yes. So, so, so Tom is the only one taking the Chargers. One o'clock on CBS, another battle of undefeated teams. The 1-0 Miami Dolphins head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Trish, he is taking the Ravens. Tom is taking the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Ravens at home. I know it was against the Jets, but they still look like a very cohesive unit. And Lamar, he he is trying to prove himself to get that new contract. Tony, let's start with you. Um, you know, the Ravens with the furthest thing from a convincing win against New York Jets over the weekend. Uh, give, give me the fish on the, on the road. Uh, it fins is on yes. the road. Yeah. Fins. Yeah. Okay. Fins give me the fins on the road. the road. Three and a half point spread from what I saw earlier. Um, yeah. G- g- give me, yes, give me two on them boys. Give me two on them boys. All right. John. See, it's a tough one. I'm like, I'm first tone. I'm curious. Why do you think the Ravens didn't do that great against us? They were up twenty four to three until like the last minute. It was a sloppy. I didn't think, it, it was not convincing by any means. I did not see like anybody, any good team, any decent team can sleepwalk and put up twenty four points with the New York Jets. Sure. You know, you don't. That doesn't prove anything. Like the. Chiefs went out last week and beat up a team that was injured and bad. They beat the shit more expecting out of the Baltimore Ravens, and I didn't see it. Oh, okay, like you see, like see, it's a, this is a tough one for me to pick, just because when I look at the Dolphins versus their game against the Pats, they also kind of never really jumped like up like in the score like i thought they would you know especially better opponent how though better but like when you compare what the ravens did to that better better like level of yeah. closer i'm i think i'm gonna take I'll, i'm gonna take the ravens though here just for this week two matchup i think it's gonna be close but i think they're gonna have the edge 
So we are mostly in favor of the Ravens, I believe. Zach, did you make your pick? I did not. Oh, who, uh, who do you want? The Dolphins. The Dolphins have won six of their last seven games against AFC opponents. I'm going to take the Dolphins. So I believe that is a my uh, a split three three split. Um, so it's definitely not as as cohesive as uh, as last week. Trish take who Trish take? Uh, Trish took the Ravens. Hmm. Really making me consider switching now. Yeah, uh, some concern. <laughs> one o'clock. Really, I mean, you should just listen to Zach's pick and just fade it. Like I'm pissed. You took the Dolphins, right, Zach? Yes. With the Dolphins. Yeah. Fuck. I still already placed a bet on him, so shit. Fuck uh, me, right? It's over. You're in, you're in too late, yeah. That was too deep. <laughs> Much like Genesis, Tony is in too deep. Uh, 1 o'clock on CBS, the 0-1 New York Jets are traveling to Cleveland to take on the 1-0 Cleveland Browns. Oh, boy. Trish has the Browns, and Tom has the Browns. I am also taking the Browns at John. John, how do you feel that you're six and a half point dogs? I mean, no. I mean, did you see how we played last week? I mean, we should probably be less. I mean, yeah, worse. But the Browns are pretty bad still as well. The Browns were not that. Good. The Browns are up twenty to three against the Panthers until like the very yeah, end. Yeah, they blew that lead. <laughs> yeah, with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback, but we have Joe Flacco, who's probably even a worse option than that. Give me the Browns any day. Well, isn't Zach Wilson practicing? Not that that matters. I, I'll if, be real. I'm going to clarify that. Well, Zach Wilson's if, out, if, Zach's out listen, for four games anyway. Listen, let's be on very IR? clear about this. Yeah, he was on, put on IR, I believe. Oh, okay. Listen, let's be very clear about this. This is a winnable game. They're not going oh. to, but it's a winnable no. for the Jets. No, no. This is, a, uh, this is totally. Winnable game. No, listen, it's not. Yes, listen, Tony, you, you're not listening to what It's a winnable game. They're not going to win it. But by by any mean, this is definitely a game that if this if they why, like if, if they if they, if they play why this is a winnable game, like because, why do you see this as potentially a winnable game? Because we could have won it. We could have potentially won against the Ravens if we didn't have all these freaking bad fluky plays, and if we clean up on that shit. Like if we didn't have drops bad, in the end zone, every team had team. drops in week one. We had drops in the end zone. We had special teams, shanked punts, missed field goals, extra points. Uh, five sacks given up by our offensive line because Flacco you're acting move. like the Browns played a banner game last week, blowing a 17 point lead in the second half. That's what I'm saying. They, they didn't play a great game either. I'm saying neither team has obviously shown their best their be, their best ability. So I'm saying you can't really say that the the the, the 100 counted out the Jets. I don't think they're going to win, but I mean it's still a backup quarterback and. You never know. It's football. Listen, if they both played their worst game this week coming in, then the Browns would win by 17. If they both played their best game, then the Browns would win by 21. This is not a winnable game for the New York Jets. The Browns' worst game is not like a 17-point win. And the Browns are not that – the Browns did not look that great against a team like Carolina last week. Okay, and I mean, listen, if we clean up some shit on offense, we can actually look kind of competitive. They did not look good against Carolina, but Carolina is also better than the Jets. Way better. On in on offense, supposedly, but and they didn't defense. look it. And defense. But, and defense. And defense. Our defense? Our de- okay, but you're, you got, again, what do you, you mean are, the Panthers didn't guys, look it? Like, what? 
you guys are you guys are again like for some reason this because like we this the final score looked bad our defense played really good last week it's just they could not keep it up if our offense plays even a little bit like a little bit better if they're able to put some points on the board shift momentum a little bit I'm just saying it could be a different game. It's I, I, will, I just we need to see competitive football. John, I'm not will, saying it's going to result in a win, but I will you, say you this. see where I'm coming from here. The Jets' defense has improved, but if they do not show it against Jacoby Brissett, then there is legitimate reason for concern. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's def- if if our defense, our highly touted defense, supposedly is like all that it is, then we should be able to. It should be a winnable game if they play up to then our offense just. Does the bare minimum, which they couldn't even do last week. So, how, how many points? How many points do the Jets even have to hold the Browns to win this game? I think this could be like, I honestly think this could be like a 17 14 win or like a 20 2017 win. But, but I'm asking you, what is for the defense? This is this is the point. You need to hold below this to have a chance at winning this game. What is that number for you? I bet you you have a completely different number than I do. 14 points. Okay, mine's 10. Because I don't think the Jets can. I don't. I don't have faith in Jets score two touchdowns. I barely have faith in the score touchdowns to field goals and beat a ten point. Well, listen, that's what I'm saying. You're like a. I mean, I honestly don't have a lot of faith in Joe Flacco right now as it is, especially with how bad the line played. But I'm just saying, I, it's too early to say. I don't know if that's a lot of that could be rust. I mean, George Fant went from the right left tackle to right tackle to back to left. He looked like a fish out of water. Flacco was immobile at all the entire time we were running it pretty well and then we went away from that you do, I it's really too early to say i mean they're saying they like right now salak robert salak kind of seems like a snake oil salesman with how he says that like he's going to be keeping receipts you know to see how we improve but oh, i love that I'm, he said I'm, gonna, that. I'm gonna give i'm gonna <laughs> give him the benefit of the doubt i'll give him the benefit of the doubt see if he does improve you know because i mean we are at the second youngest roster in the entire nfl so there is it's gonna it's gonna look ugly at times, but I believe that there is potential. So the Browns are us out. the Browns are six and a half point favorites. Come here at all yeah. there. Yeah. Zach, who Close you, to the under. Zach, yeah, over under is 39 and a half. Uh Zach, you've been you've been quiet during this this Jets Joe Flacco Cleveland Browns debate. Who do you yeah. have? The Jets have lost each of their last 13 games in September. And Jesus I, Christ! And I think they break that on Sunday. Oh, thank really? God he's picking the Jets. And I, and I think the Jets are going to win. He's picking the Jets. There you yes. go, John. I, I'm thank even going to bet the spread. This is cause um, for concern. No, dude, bet a money line. Do me a song. No, that, that I don't know about that. A money line. <laughs> this 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 brings fear to me. <laughs> it should. As I say, it's- no, I'm, I'm I, as in the words of uh, Robert Sala. All right, I'm taking receipts, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna all, bounce back. All gas, no <laughs> brakes, right, Zach? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. One o'clock on Fox. The one and zero Washington Commanders head up to Ford Field as the Lions take on their second NFC East opponent in as many days. Tom is taking the Lions. Trish is also taking the Lions. Give me the Lions at home. This is the first time the Lions have been favored, I believe, since 2020. Uh, yeah, give me Detroit at home. Tony. Detroit all day, every day. Detroit? John? Yep. Give me the Lions. Oh, boy, it's a clean sweep for the Lions. That's the first oh, time Zach. that ever happened. No, give me the commander. <laughs> oh, okay. What? 
Thank God. Cool. Zach, what's Betting's your... about to get sloppy this weekend. Zach, <laughs> any facts about this game? Uh, each of the Lions' last three games have gone over the total points line. That is the best one. I like one that. that. I like the over. Uh, that's, that, yeah, the over-under for this, according to DraftKings, is 48 and a half. Um, in a battle of AFC South foes, 1 o'clock on CBS, the 0-0-1 Colts travel down to TIA Bankfield to take on Doug Peterson and the 0-1 Jacksonville Jaguars. Tom is taking the Jaguars. Trish is taking the Colts. I'm going to go Jaguars in an upset here. Tony. Uh, give me the Colts because if they lose this game, Frank Reich's seat has become incredibly hot. All right, so Tony Tony going Indy. Of course, we all remember last year, week 18, when the Colts were interestingly a no-show against the Jaguars and were eliminated from the playoffs. John. Yeah, you gotta get. I gotta, you gotta take the Colts here. I mean, this is the reason that they brought in Matt Ryan. These are the games that, you, like, they brought him in to win. You Imagine know, bringing in Matt Ryan to beat the Jags. No, no big game winner, Matt Ryan. Yes, no Jags beater. Exactly, <laughs> bacon. I was gonna take the Colts until I saw this hot tip. Ooh, what's oh, what? Oh God, maybe the home team has won each of the last nine games between the Colts and Jaguars. Oh, my God. Wow. So I'm taking the Jaguars. I don't know if I should I should change my pick after that one, but uh, me and Zach are taking the Jaguars. One o'clock on Fox, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are traveling down to New Orleans to take on Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. Tom, are they is, traveling up to New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, it is true. And, no, yeah, they are. They're tra- yeah. traveling up. <laughs> I know because everybody says down to New Orleans. Uh, well, I mean, down. to be fair, weren't they coming from Dallas? So they're traveling east to New Orleans. <laughs> we're traveling parallel to New Orleans. To take on <laughs> Not the early. Not early to New Orleans. Tom is taking the Saints. Trish is taking the Bucks. Tom Brady's kryptonite has been the Saints in the regular season ever since he has joined Tampa Bay. Give me the Saints at the Dome. Tony. Uh, Saints are going to learn real quickly that this ain't the Falcons. Uh, Tampa is going to beat the wheels off. All right. John. Give me the Bucks here. I mean, I want to take the Saints, but I, yeah, I agree with Tony here. I think Brady's going to kick their asses here. Zach. Uh, the Saints have won seven of their last eight games against the Buccaneers. Uh, Don't care. Can't that doesn't I, matter because we, we, it wasn't Brady for most of them. So it, I'm taking well, it, the Bucs. It was whoa, Brady whoa, for most whoa, of them. Brady it was for four of those. Four. It was, yeah. And, <laughs> oh. and five of them, including that one playoff game. Well, they are looking still. So you're taking going to Bucs? All right. Uh, one o'clock on Fox, the Carolina Panthers with Baker Mayfield at the helm traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the NFL's highest rushing team in week one, the New York football Giants. Trish is going the Giants. Tom is going the Giants. I am also going to take the Giants at home. Tony. That rushing trend is going to continue. Even the Giants at home. John. Yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers here. Uh, thank God. Somebody had to do it. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, I, on the probably, you, you guys, you're probably happy about that. The, the clean sweeps for your team are never a good thing. Zach, who are you taking? I mean, I, I, I don't know why you have to ask. That's but true. But what is your Pan- fact? The Panthers have failed to cover the spread in each of their last eight games. And I just want to say, I picked the me and Trish pick the Giants every week, no matter what. And all that, years, okay, but, yeah. See, that's the thing. It carries no weight because it's no matter what you do it every week. <laughs> I never do it. Yeah, never. listen. And I want an explanation. I want an explanation from you two about why you guys think that they're going to beat the Panthers, Eric and Tony. They're a why? better team. Well, yeah. I also <laughs> think that, and I also think that a health again. It's Saquon versus McCaffrey. And I honestly think that the Giants are a better rushing team. I think they're just going to outrun the Panthers' rush defense. Fair, I don't, enough, fair enough. I don't think it's going to be a pretty win, but I also think the under is going to hit. This is this is that game from last year where like the final score was, or it was like eight three, or at halftime, or something like that. There was one score that was eight three. I forget which game. It was. I remember. I remember you guys played the Darnold Panthers last year, and it was ugly. Oh, the, yeah. 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 Well, the Darnold Panthers usually resulted uh, in ugly games, just in general. Speaking of the under, Eric. Yeah. Eleven of the Giants' last twelve home games have gone up. Have gone yeah, under. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over under for this, according to DraftKings, is forty three and a half. That's what I see on Barstool as well. I think I was at the last game where the over. Hit. I believe it was against the Eagles last year. I think I, was, I think that was the only game. Probably. One one o'clock on CBS, a long-standing rivalry with two new faces at the helm as Mac Jones and the Patriots go to Heinz Field to take on Mitch Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom is taking the Steelers. Trish is also taking the Steelers. Give me the Patriots on the road here. I know they've been a little banged up, but I think Mac Jones, I think he can he can you know bring himself back after a rough showing against the Miami Dolphins. John, who are you taking? I'm still going with the Steelers here, man. Uh, I think even with the loss of Watt, that defense still has an insane amount of talent on there that they got to be concerned about. I mean, even on the line itself, they st- like Alex Highsmith coming into his own. He had two, three sacks last week and two tackles for loss on the other side of Watt. Now, whether you can keep that production up with him being got, well, you know, losing time to injury, we'll see. They still got Minka Fitzpatrick. They got, you know, uh, other guys in secondary like Sutton, you know, and uh, is, is Devin Bush still there? I think they have Miles Jack in the linebacking core yeah, now, Devin, too. Devin Bush is still there. So, I mean, we'll see. I think it's going to be a defense, an ugly game, defensive uh, battle, but I'm going to have the Steelers taking this one. Tony, who you've got, Steelers or Pats? Steelers at home, Mac Jones with a back injury, and I don't like the play calling duo after Trey and Joe Judge. Yeah, actually, the more I'm looking at this and the more John brings up about the uh, the defense, I'm actually going to switch my pick to Pittsburgh. Uh, Zach, who do you have winning this game? So I have two hot tips, and they're swaying my decision here. Okay. Oh, boy. So he's taking the Patriots. Okay, continue. No. Uh, <laughs> the Steelers have won six of their last seven games at, I won't say the new stadium name because it will forever be Heinz Field. But, Is it Akersher? Yes. Akersher Stadium, Yes. The Patriots have also failed to cover in the last five of their last six games. So with that said, are you going Pittsburgh? I'm going Steelers at home. All right, so that is a clean sweep. I believe the first clean sweep 
of Actually, the week. Yeah, clean first clean sweep of the week as we are all taking Pittsburgh. And I believe this is also going to be a clean sweep. 405 on Fox, the Atlanta Falcons are traveling to SoFi Stadium to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Uh, Tom is taking the Rams. Trish is taking the Rams. Is anybody? <laughs> yeah, the that's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> Next, give me a second. I'm, I'm writing all these down. Uh, 405, this might be another clean sweep. 405 on Fox, a divisional battle as well as the Seattle Seahawks, the first place Seattle Seahawks, take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I believe Tom has the 49ers and Trish has the Seahawks. Uh, I'm also going to go – I'm going with the 49ers at home. I can see a big bounce back game uh, from Trey Lance and them uh, and those uh, those Niners. Tony, who do you got? Niners. John? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I realized I forgot to call it out earlier when I took the Ravens, but, yeah, this is it. Uh, I'm taking my first bird team of the year. Go Seahawks. Really? Yeah. I think that – listen – I don't believe in Lance. I really don't. I don't like. I didn't. I like again. Jury's still out, but I. I think the Seahawks defense was really good against Russell Wilson yesterday, and Lance is no Russell Wilson. So, so you are going bird team on the road, Zach. Bird team on the road. All right, I got two hot tips again, swaying my decision. Uh, the Seahawks have won fifteen of their last seventeen games against the Forty ers and then the 49ers have failed to cover the spread in 10 of their last 11 home games as uh, favorites against the NFC West specifically. So I'm taking Seahawks. Exactly. going with And Geno Smith is back. That is, that is the difference maker. Yes. Uh, 425 on CBS. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are very, very upset after losing last week's game against Pittsburgh, take on presumably Cooper Rush and the banged-up Dallas Cowboys. Tom has the Bengals. Trick has the Bengals. Is anybody, for the love of God, taking the Cowboys? All right, good to know. Yep. Um, 425 on CBS. This might be another clean sweep. The Houston Texans travel to Denver to take on Russell Wilson in his home debut against the Denver Broncos. Tom has the Broncos. Trick has the Broncos. Is anybody taking the Texans? Nope. Silence speaks volumes. I was going to say silence speaks volumes. But now you've got me concerned. John. John. <laughs> okay. No, we're going to Denver. You can sure. 425 on CBS. The Arizona Cardinals coming off a bad loss to the Kansas City Chiefs are taking on another AFC West opponent, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Tom is taking the Raiders. Trish is taking the Raiders. I'm also taking the Raiders. John. Taking the Raiders here, as tempting as Cardinals are. But no, they they not like I said earlier, they've really looked off for like the last eight games or so. And I think they need Hopkins back before their offense is gonna look anything close to what they did last year. Tony, who are you going? Cardinals Cardinals or- are just the Cardinals were just too bad last week. I mean, you mean the Raiders. I think they, they get it to quick this week. Zach, Raiders or the bird team? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. The Cardinals have won six of their last seven games as road underdogs. And also the Raiders have failed to cover the spread in nine of their last 10 games as favorites. I also like how the 
the facts are like Zach's sole decision for making. No, it's not. It's not a sole for this game at least. Well, for for the last of it. Last, like, I want to win the Super Bowl, but I just think the Cardinals are going to bounce back. Sunday Night Football on NBC and Peacock. Uh, the 1 0 Chicago Bears travel to Lambeau Field to take on their owner, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. Tom is taking the Packers. Trish is taking the Packers. Is anybody taking the Bears? Yeah, I'm, t- I, I'm, uh, I, I'm not doing it. The Packers win this game by 40. <laughs> let me see the, Let me see what these hot tips are first. Zach, who said the hot tip is don't bet the fucking Bears, you idiot. <laughs> if you are reading this, why are you second-guessing yourself? Yeah, no, I'm taking the Packers. Okay, thank you. What was the hot tip? Uh, the Bears have failed to cover the spread in each of the last five games against the NFC North opponents. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. <laughs> The other one was about the over happening, uh, hitting on uh, whenever they're on the road and underdogs. Yeah. One fact that you might like, Eric, is that uh, until last week against the Vi- your Vikings, Aaron Rodgers has not thrown an interception in the NFC North team since 2019. So that does have some more warm. So that makes me feel warm. They'll have some more. How the fuck is that even uh, possible? How, like, right how the fuck? I watched Daniel Jones throw several interceptions against NFC East team. Like what? What the hell? The fuck is that even possible? Aaron Rodgers is inhuman. That's why. Right, and he's high as shit. <laughs> All right, so the first of two Monday night football games. That's right. We have a Monday night doubleheader. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, who are coming off a loss to the New York Giants, travel up to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Trick is taking the Bills. Tom is taking the Bills. Might as well say it. Is anybody taking the Titans? I'm going to give my picks for both games here because I got to get going. All right. I'm going uh, well, Bills this and, is, and the Vikes. I was going to say this last game, ABC, Monday Night Football, Minnesota at Philadelphia, a battle of two 1-0 teams. Uh, Tom is taking the Vikings and Trish is taking the Vikings. It says Vikings game in the notes. So I'm assuming he's taking the Vikings. Tony? Yeah, I, I this game was close for me, and I'm be honest. I don't like either of these teams, like convincingly to win this game. It, like if you're gonna bet on it, but bet the over because the over is gonna hit in this game, and I think that's a pretty pretty safe bet. I got a good tip for you for the over. Go ahead. Each of the Eagles' last five games at home have gone over. Okay, there there we go. There you go. <laughs> All right, so I gotta sign off. All right, I will talk to you guys later. Yep, we will see you on Friday's episode. Yep, yep. All right, so we'll All right. See, you'll see Tony on Friday's episode. But I'm going to ride with the boys. I'm going to go with Minnesota on the road here. They looked really good against Green Bay. I think the over is going to going to hit too. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game, but I am going to lean Vikings. John, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going to go with the consensus here. I think the Vikings uh, seem like they have the matchup on paper with the, with as far as their defense and having a better offense. I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of questions, you know, still whether or not he can pass the ball like Cousins can. So, All right, and Zach, who do you have, Vikings John, or Eagles? John, I don't like you assuming that it's the consensus. I knew, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh let's, are you taking, what, what are you taking the bird team? Because I'm taking the bird team? Because I'm taking the bird team, yes. Oh, shit. 
Wow, exactly. Expl- expl- exactly. Explain, try team. and sway me. I always like to take a bird team. Maybe you can convince me. Yeah, that is true. Uh, the Vikings have failed to cover the spread in each of the last five road openers. Oh, wait, and this is a primetime game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh. Primetime. Mm, okay, listen, give me the bird team. I'm switching. You are switching? Yeah, I am switching. All right, so, go, John. so you are now on the Eagles. All right, so that is essentially going to wrap up this episode of Too Many Men. Um, screw Chris and Tom for not being here. That Agreed. Is, yeah, yeah, that's you know that's on them. That's on them. We we reached out to them, and nothing. And Tom did want to uh, specifically shout out. This is from Tom himself. Uh that he he wanted to remind everybody that he picked the Vikings last week as well against the Packers, and he wanted credit for that. Tell him I don't care. Well, he's gonna listen to this. So he when he find when he listens to it, he'll find out that oh. you do not care. Well, Tom, I don't care. All right, that is directly to Tom from Zach. Uh, the Mets are still down six to two. I mean, come on. There's there's no words to describe what is what we're feeling now. It is it is nothing nothing but pain. But you know what can make all you Mets fans happier is checking out every other episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. You can find us. So for John. And Zach, uh, I'm Eric, and we'll see y'all on Friday, presumably, for another episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.